0: Happy New Year everyone! 2023, what a year! The Ukraine situation escalated, let me start with that and there was a new war that got started, Hamas and Israel and there were other political upheavals like the coups that happened in Africa But that's not it. There was drama on the technology side as well. We saw the CEO of OpenAI being fired and then going and joining Microsoft and then getting rehired into OpenAI and then uh, some of the partners of OpenAI either getting fired or demoted or what have you. So there was drama there as well. It's been a good year. It's been a bad year. It's been, you know, I don't know, like the beginning of the novel, The Tale of Two Cities. They were the best of times. They were the worst of times and so on. Uh, but I'm glad it's over. Although if you technically think about it, uh, it's not really over because it's just the planet going around the sun and it's just a psychological thing that we have in our heads that, okay, 2023 is now over and now we are moving on to 2024 and hopefully things are going to change. And let's take a look at what is going to change. A couple of things that we've learned this year in 2023 is that artificial intelligence is going to play a major role in the coming years. Now, the question is how, what kind of role is it going to play? So let's take a look at that. One is Copilot is here. So we won't have to write elaborate emails anymore. Copilot would be able to draft emails for us. They'd be able to create presentations for us using designer.microsoft.com. And I don't want to particularly propagate a particular technology, but this is happening everywhere. You know, a couple of days ago, I was talking to one of my stakeholders and I've come to know that SAP in its SaaS version, of its offering, is going to introduce artificial intelligence as well. And this is happening with all the products. Artificial intelligence has pretty much become the constant sort of companion of every software offering that is out there. And that is going to have a major productivity impact on the people. And I see there are a lot of organizations now that are considering four-day work weeks. You don't have to come in five days a week. You know, four days are enough for you to get by, you know. There are other organizations who are more aggressive in their nature who will continue to do five days a week, but expect more out of their employees. So that's also going to happen, but it depends. Also, this artificial intelligence thing that we have now is going to make obvious the two speed society that we have. Two speed society, meaning there is the elite class and then there is the the general, because I've heard the news a few days ago that there are going to be artificial intelligent anchors that are going to come on TV now. So you will see a news reader who will do a perfect job in giving you the news objective or what have you. Um, Some kind of LLM mechanism will draft the news for us based on the data that it receives from across the world and summarize it for us. So artificial intelligence is going to become more and more pervasive, all pervasive across all walks of life. But that also means that we are going to want to talk to real people. Because to give you an simple example, we have this automated voice uh, that we go to when we call customer support most of the times, right? We have IVR, the, the interactive voice response mechanism. But isn't it irritating? Don't you want to just uh, directly go and talk to customer support, some human being on the other side of the line? And that's true. And, and that's true for everyone. In fact, some of the elite customers of some standard services like, I don't know, credit card companies, the customers that own the most elite credit cards, they don't have to go through an IVR. When they call customer support, it immediately goes to a human life. And we are going to see this when it comes to artificial intelligence as well as what I'm thinking, right? Because I want to talk more and more to human beings. And we are going to more openly see. That the elite class gets to talk to humans more often, and the general class will have to talk to artificial intelligent agents or what have you. Google is now firing a large number of people from uh, from customer support and Google Ads division uh, because they want artificial intelligence to take over, and and they've done some statistical tests based on which they've taken this decision because they've come to realize that artificial intelligence is more effective in landing a viewer from an ad to a product so the ad strategy is now being defined by uh, artificial intelligence and that's why the the large-scale firing and this is something that I've heard in the news just recently you know day before yesterday or yesterday or what have you so which basically means that it will become more and more difficult for normal people to directly get in touch with a human being on the other side of the service but the elite class like products such as Mercedes, for example, or Gucci, or, or if you are flying first class in an airplane, these people will have the privilege of interacting with human beings a lot more and which basically means that we've started valuing human beings a little bit more. We've started valuing the fact that human interactions are something that we like, it'll become more and more obvious. Artificial intelligence is also going to play a major role in development of medicines and pharmaceutical industry itself is also going to see a vast change in um, in how artificial intelligence develops or helps in drug development. Robots will be used more and more and, and artificial intelligence in combination with other more mainstream technologies like various large systems or SaaS applications or you know, clinical trial management systems or uh, drug development systems uh, will augment human capabilities, will augment business capabilities a lot more than we can imagine now. So literally the change is going to be exponential going forward. We will also start looking at all of this from a philosophical standpoint as to what is a digital life. So we begin to question this. And, and one interesting fact uh, is that authentic was the word of the year Uh, by merriam webster that itself is a testament that what is authentic and what is artificial you know what is digital and what is non-digital that is a point of contention that's what people have started thinking more and more considering that we spend so much time on the screens and so much time on the on the digital platforms and so on which is by the way another thing we've started realizing as people that being glued to the screens so much is not good i mean We've started realizing that the quality of life outside the digital screen is a lot better than what it was originally. I mean, there was this initial frenzy that we all went through where we spent a tremendous amount of time on the screen. But people have started valuing off-screen time a lot more than they, they did in the last year. So 2023 has been a year of a, a shift away from the screen and we are going to start seeing all of this more and more. You know, the human sciences are going to come back mainstream, you know, craft and, you know, other forms of literature, etc. Music, all of these are going to get more and more importance because we've come to realize that, uh, like, for example, I have two sons. And if you really ask me, what would you like them to do? And this is a decision, obviously, that they will take as they grow up. But what would I prefer them Doing And looking at the future that we have, the, you know, artificial intelligence becoming more and more all pervasive, I would like them to go into a field that has creativity in it, that has the human aspects in it, you know, I would like them to be good at music, art, philosophy, um, something creative, painting, what have you, because the future is going to be such that technical lines and technical fields of career are going to become less important considering machines are going to be taking care of all those things anyway. So so those softer aspects of humanity are going to start coming back in. And we are going to see that in technology as well. Today, our technology is based on our eyes. And I've talked about this in, in pre, one of my previous episodes of this podcast, Enterprise Architecture Radio, that today, for example, we, we look at Instagram, right? And which means we have to look at the the posts and the reels and we have to listen to it and we constantly swipe through it and and majority of the technologies whether it's television or whether it's other devices are based on our eyes we have to focus on it but we've come to realize that that doesn't really save us any time or that doesn't really make our life any beautiful or that doesn't help us in focus on off-screen aspects of our life right because of my technology am I able to spend more time with my family which used to be the case earlier, a washing machine, you put clothes into the washing machine, switch it on and in the next hour and a half, it'll wash its clothes. So your time that you would spend in washing clothes is saved. You put food into the microwave oven and you press a button and the food gets cooked. So you don't have to worry about cooking food, which means you can spend that time doing something productive or doing something healthy. Like either you go for an exercise or you spend time with the family or you talk to your parents or what have you and and make your life more beautiful but that's not happening anymore Uh, if you look at the, the latest technologies and we've spent quite a lot of time in in building this entire technology base that is primarily focused on attention and this all started with google ads and you know other advertisement based models and and like they always say if it is free then you are the product what that means is all these companies that are giving you services for free they want your attention that's what they're really looking for it's your eyeballs and your attention. And we've come to realize that in the last couple of years, and we've come to realize that really good technologies would take us away from the screen, you know, and help us, enable us in spending more time with the family or doing something productive. And technologies are going to become like that. They're going to become all pervasive, and they're going to become less obtrusive, right, in making enriching our life and making it better. They're going to focus more on the ears, so smart homes for example you could talk to your smart homes you don't have to really go and press any buttons or type anything into a keyboard Uh, large language models are going to enable that quite a bit so you'd be able to talk to your technologies around you uh, and tell them what you want or they're going to become smarter and smarter understanding your preferences and and start expecting the kind of things that you want to do because we all really thrive on routine and and of course there are people who don't don't like routine that much. My wife being one of them, she just hates the routine of life and wants variety and and spice. And that's a different story. But if you really look at it, there is also an underlying pattern in people like that as well. You know, people who don't have the routine also sort of have a routine that they don't realize that they do have. Anyway, layers under layers, under layers. And artificial intelligence can understand that. They can expect human behavior. They can expect human preferences and make our life better and more beautiful. But that's just the the consumer aspect of life. You know, it's just uh, what I just talked about is technologies, understanding the human being and understanding what they prefer in their life, etc, etc. It is also going to augment businesses. It's also going to make the technologies that we use for work um, more intuitive, more all pervasive, more uh, human. Uh, (laughs) That's the word that I would like to use. So humans are all back and slowly technologies are going to start backing off um, and they're going to start realizing that uh, they won't be able to run much if they are obtrusive, if they take away our time, if they take away our attention and they're going to become less intrusive and more intuitive and human beings in general are going to become more off-screen. They're going to become more aware of their surroundings rather than things happening in their digital life. And we're going to start respecting and valuing the the offline world than what we do at this point in time. And I really hope that this happens because, well, I've got young children and they're growing up really fast. And I would like I would like them to grow up in a world that's less digital and more natural. It's the beginning of the new year. And once again, I would like to wish you a very happy new year. Uh, my last episode actually was quite good. <laughs> it seems people liked it more than my usual episodes. And my listener base grew quite a bit. And I thank you all for that. Uh, I also thank you all for the LinkedIn interactions that you have done in the last couple of days. And and that's what I, this platform is all about. I'd like to remind you one more time that Enterprise Architecture Radio is less a podcast and more uh, a collaboration platform. I would like to see it as a collaboration platform. I don't want to see myself as an expert who talks about stuff and you listen I would rather that I learn from you as well I want this platform to be that collaboration platform where people interact with each other and 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 learn from each other and share with each other and guide each other and uh, but most importantly have fun while doing all this because isn't this a beautiful world, right? Isn't this this world of technology and architecture and business? Isn't it absolutely fascinating? So that's the most important thing. Have fun. That's all I have for you today, folks. I hope you enjoyed the show. More about organizational agility, innovation and enterprise architecture in the practical world in the business right here on the show. But before I end the show, I want you to help me out with this one little thing. Pause the show and share this podcast via WhatsApp or text message with at least one person who might be interested in the show. It could be anyone, your colleague, your boss, someone in your team. That's all I ask. Just one share with one message via text or WhatsApp or any social media of your choice. And it would go a long way in supporting this podcast and growing this listener base. Also, please don't forget to follow the podcast. That way, you'll get notified when we publish a new episode. If you want to find out more about us you can find us at enterprisearchitectureradio.com if you have ideas thoughts disagreements please feel free to write to me directly uh, we also have a telegram group if you would like to contribute to the ea discussions or what have you just search for enterprise architecture radio on telegram or the url to join the group is https colon slash t dot slash radio while our contact details are there in the show notes We are very easy to find. Just search for Enterprise Architecture Radio anywhere. Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, even Discord. Once again, I hope you had fun and I'll see you in the next one.